RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Emergency physician, TV personality, speaker, and writer. She's Dr. Lee. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. And welcome back to the show, Health from the Outside In, where feeling good starts with looking good. And this was a very interesting study that I, I came upon. We know that birth control has a lot of benefits um, related to women's um, menstrual cycle and fertility health and things like polycystic ovaries. It can uh, decrease and help with that condition. But a recent study came out that talked about a possible link between uh, less knee injuries and birth control. So I thought this was fascinating. I have the one of the the author of the study on, Aaron Gray. He is actually a very precocious MD PhD student from Galveston, but about to start an orthopedic residency. So uh, welcome, Aaron. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Dr. Vinoker. So you can call me Lee. <laughs> so okay, anyway, thanks, Lee. Um, so t- this is very interesting. So we know that women tend to have more knee injuries than men, correct? I mean, that's yeah. ACL especially is a knee injury. And I, I recall when I was studying and did rotations in orthopedics, people talked about, you know, women's hip girth and how the knees came down and something like a Q angle, how their patellas tracked and everything. Yeah. But how, how did you start to look at this? And um, there is something related to estrogen, I'm assuming you're saying. Yes, that's correct. So the, the long-term thinking was always that there was some type of biomechanical difference. And there still may be some of that contributing to these knee injuries. But over the last 10 or 15 years, there's been a lot of research into looking at how hormones actually affect the strength of the, the ACL or the anterior cruciate ligament. Um, and what they found was that during the first two weeks of the menstrual cycle when estrogen is on board and rising, that you actually get an increased laxity or increased motion up to five millimeters in that ligament. And that women are having about 35% more of their injuries during that first two weeks as opposed to the last two weeks. So they definitely play a role. Very interesting. So, so then by that, um, I mean, tell us a little bit about the study and, and how you looked at it. And again, you didn't like, this wasn't a uh, prospective where you put half of the population on birth controls, half not. <laughs> no, you were no. just kind of observational study, right? Yeah, this was actually, it was looking at national insurance claims data and looking at females who had undergone reconstruction. But the whole theory behind it is that when females use an oral contraceptive or any hormonal-based contraceptive, that the main mechanism of action is preventing ovulation. And by preventing that developing egg, you also prevent estrogen production. So in a sense, you're lowering estrogen levels. And yes, it's true that some oral contraceptives contain estrogen. It usually contains estrogen at a lower dose than what would naturally occur and mm-hmm. also helps to keep a consistent level. So if I'm a female and I'm making a cutting maneuver and I'm training and competing and my ACL laxity or motion is changing from day to day because of fluctuating estrogen levels, it's hard for me to adapt to how that needs going to respond. But if I can keep estrogen constant throughout the cycle or throughout portions of the cycle, the body has more chance to adapt and hopefully prevent injury. And that's really our theory behind why we're seeing the great effect we saw. 
Hmm. And this was big. I mean, you looked at data from 23,000 girls, right? Yeah, and that's just looking at the age group 25 to, or sorry, the age group 15 to 19. So in total, we had, um, for all age groups, about 13,000 cases of ACL reconstruction. Those were matched by uh, three to one to controls. Hmm. Interesting. And it just explained to everybody, you know, the ACL and what it does. You talk about cutting. Um, so just tell everybody a little bit okay. about that ligament. The, the ACL, the anterior cruciate ligament, is a ligament in the knee, and it really prevents your tibia or your lower leg from moving forward um, and also prevents it from hyperextending. So it kind of locks it out so your leg can't go more than straight. Um, a lot of these ACL injuries we're seeing in females are non-contact mechanisms, meaning they weren't hit. So in males, most injuries actually occur in sports like football where people are getting hit in the knees while they're moving. But in females, most of these injuries are occurring in sports like basketball, like soccer. Um, and when someone makes a rapid change of direction maneuver like cutting, so you're running in one direction uh, and you want to veer off to either follow a ball or chase another competitor at like 15, 20, 90 degrees, you land on that leg twist your knee, and so that twisting motion actually will plant your lower leg while your upper body and femur or your thigh bone will twist against the lower leg, and that can usually injure a rupture of the ACL, and that's where most of these injuries are occurring in females. Mm. And, I mean, it does make sense that two hormones, I mean, we know in pregnancy um, there are also other hormones released that you know, make ligaments more lax. So you can give mm-hmm. birth, right, of the pelvis. It allows the pelvic girdle to widen so you can give birth. Yeah. So it it actually does make a lot of sense. So I'm wondering and, if – oh, go ahead. Oh, oh no worries. Um, you make a good point there. So the theory is that these receptors in the ACL that respond to estrogen are actually receptors responding to relaxin, which you were alluding right. to during pregnancy in that allosterically or indirectly the estrogen affects these receptors as well and causes the laxity to occur. And that relaxin is just more potent when it comes to creating that laxity. Wow. It really makes you think occasionally you'll see an athlete competing uh, pregnant. It's not too often, but you're thinking to yourself, (laughs) wow, they must really be at risk. And then just a quick question. I mean, but women tend to have more ACLs or maybe ACLs are more common than PCLs, which is the posterior cruciate ligament. Is that mm-hmm. uh, just the position of it or what do you think? It's, it's partially positioning. And also um, the ACL is loaded a lot more during these maneuvers. So like a cutting maneuver, say, when you straighten your leg fully out, the PCL becomes more unloaded than the ACL. And it takes, um, as I recall, about 60 degrees of flexion to fully unload the ACL. And so it's mostly positional when this is occurring. Hmm. So that's uh, it. So I wonder now if uh, coaches <laughs> of women's <laughs> sports team in college are going to insist that their um, that their players um, go on birth control pills. Just to... <laughs> I don't. I don't know that they should insist. But our our <laughs> whole conclusion is that there's already benefits uh, to using birth control and hormonal contraceptives, especially for athletes. I mean, our our background research showed that. Um, athletes use oral contraceptives at about twice the rate as the normal population. So obviously there's some benefit to using them for the athletic population outside of any type of injury prevention. Yeah, maybe because, you know, it's hard to, it is hard to play lacrosse when you're pregnant or something like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can imagine. So that's interesting. So then the next um, 
step in in research like this? I mean, is there do, is there a way during uh, the surgery to manipulate hormones to strengthen things afterwards? Or um, and that's actually kind of where I was going with how I would like to continue this research, not necessarily intra-op or during the surgical period or anything, but looking at free rupture rates and if females are taking hormonal contraceptives and if they either an allograft or autograft responds the same way um, to birth control that the native ACL does. Right, right. Because the, the once once uh, someone's ruptured their ACL, you take a piece of another tendon, or you uh-huh. you can purchase tendon just um, to so, fix it. Yeah, both of those you can do, and so we we're not quite sure if those quite respond the same way to hormones. And part of the reason is we just don't have the numbers because you're now taking a subset of an injury that, although we see is quite common, because a lot of us know someone with an ACL injury still is rather rare in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's true. But um, actually, there are a lot of other knee injuries that young girls get too, like um, subluxing patellas and things, and I wonder if if it's probably related to that too. We only have about uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, it could could possibly be. That would be something that would need, I would think, more of a prospective study just because I don't think it would uh, be as easy to clean up in uh, the way the retrospective data is coded. Thanks so much. This is the Dr. Levin Oker Show, Health from the Outside In, where feeling good starts with looking good. Stay tuned into your health and stay well. 